Hey guys, it's Maya and I just wanted to jump on here and promote my takes Instagram really quick because we're doing a lot of fun things. I'm doing more posts, more stories, and I also have to say I've started a new series called The Bottom Shelf and it's video reviews, IGTV video reviews, and I think they're super fun and they're all on the Instagram. So go follow my take on social media and specifically on Instagram at underscore my take. So there's a new Christina Lauren book, which y'all know means I am going to read it and probably going to love it and that was definitely the case for Something Wilder which follows Lily who she's like a super outdoorsy person she grew up on a ranch and now she lives in I think Utah and leads people on like fake treasure hunt excursions that they can do as like fun activities and vacations and our other main character is Leo and he arrives on one of these excursions because it's his annual best friends trip and they end up doing one of these excursions and Leo and Lily used to be a couple obviously and now they're reunited and on this adventure. The book itself is so fun and there are so many crazy twists and like it's just chaotic and crazy and fun and funny in all of the best ways and you can really tell that this book was written during a pandemic because of how crazy it is and because of how much you just like need a fun release but I loved it it was so easily bingeable I read it in two days and I had an amazing time with it and I'm super super excited to be here talking about it books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listened, so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to, which means no tuning out halfway through. I'm Maya Ghosh, and this is my take. So, as always with the book, we are going to start with a little bit on the writing, and we get dual point of think is pretty common for Christina Lauren and as always with dual point of views and a rom-com it's equal parts frustrating but fun frustrating obviously because you see how much they both love each other and miss each other and want to be together and yet they're not gonna talk it out but also fun because dual point of views is always fun it's always nice to see both sides of the story and you really build them out as characters better I think not that single point of view books don't build out their characters super well it's just different reading a story from both characters perspectives and you really feel like you get to know the characters better so I really appreciated the dual point of views I also really appreciated the flashbacks in the prologue because that really builds out the time on Wilder Ranch and their relationship and their history and also Lily's relationship to her dad because that becomes a big thing throughout the entire book and so it's nice to see that and so dual point of views flashbacks like Christina Lauren really know how to develop a story and one of my favorite things about the writing was that Leo is mixed and it's not a huge part of the book we don't really talk about him being biracial or his identity a lot but part of increasing diversity and increasing acceptance of having diverse characters is just having them be leads in rom-coms like this and so I appreciate it also because 
Christina and Lauren, I'm pretty sure, are both white. And so if they had disingenuously, disingenuous, if they tried to write a mixed character and that wasn't their point of view or perspective, I would have been a little more frustrated. But with this, like, we threw it in for some diversity. We get a mixed lead and, like, people like me who are mixed, like, see that and feel pretty represented by that. So I really like that. The descriptions were also really, really amazing in this book. Like, you really felt like you were there with the characters and in the mountains and the canyons and doing everything right alongside them. So, everything about the writing for me was spot on. I loved it. Christina Lauren always knock it out of the park, but with this one, like, everything about it was great and lovely. There could stand to be more smut, and I will say this until I die with Christina Lauren, because I have read some of the beautiful bastard books and know those two women can write smut, yet they leave us hanging a little bit in their contemporary rom-coms. So that's like the one thing, but that's kind of a common thing with Christina Lauren books, so it doesn't even really count. Everything they did in the writing was amazing, and I loved it, and I'm excited to now jump into talking about the plot. kicks off with Lily's point of view and we see how like sad and lonely and broke she is like living the life that she is leading these tours and like feeling so sad about Wilder Ranch and obviously she gets the letter and she opens it and she realizes the ranch is for sale but she can't afford to buy it and so we start off with a lot of that exposition but then we see Leo and we see the fact that he has an annual guys trip and it's so fun and lovely and I loved that he had like this friend group and that was where we were starting with him because I obviously wanted him and Lily to be together but it was just so cute to see him like that I mean Terry is a complete and utter asshole and I would have kicked Brad's ass for letting Terry come and like in hindsight now this guy's name is Brad so we probably should have known that he was gonna fuck everybody over because Nobody with the name Brad is actually a good person. So, I guess when I say Leo's friend group, I really mean Leo and Walter because Walter was adorable and so cute and lovely and funny and I loved him so much. But I did love seeing Leo and Walter in the friend group and I felt so bad for Walter dealing with Terry because... Terry is terrible, and I might have punched Terry. But then we get to Utah, and the connection is instant. Even though it's been 10 years, they're so immediately, like, drawn to each other, and there's all that lust, and we find out that she kept his boots from 10 years ago, and they still fit him perfectly, and, like, it's just so cute. And I know people could probably say, oh, it's insta-lovey or whatever, but... I don't even care. I really, with this book, just bought into everything and was so there for the craziness and the funniness and the hilarity and the loveliness of it. So, yeah, I just, I didn't even really care that it was a little insane and that they were so instantly drawn to each other because I was like, no, I love this for them. And they weren't immediately back in a relationship. They were just kind of drawn to each other and there was still a lot of feelings there. And then Leo shows off on the first night because he's able to do puzzles and ciphers and lasso stuff and he wins the activity and there's lots of staring between the two of them. And I appreciated that very early on, like even on the first night, they're starting to have 
a conversation and it's not like they're having the the conversation that they need to have that was going to fix their relationship but they're actually starting to talk and process and they're not just going to like put it off put it off put it off and then get to a point where it's like fuck you like it's always been you and then they start kissing like they're actually starting to do the work to repair their relationship which I appreciated and then we have the lovely like first night first couple days only to find out that Terry stole Lily's dad's journal brought a gun tries to kidnap Nicole which Nicole did not deserve this because Nicole was lovely and amazing and a badass and I loved that she was there for Lily and I loved her and Walter and like Nicole and Walter were some amazing side characters and I loved them so much so she did not deserve to be fucking attempted kidnapped or whatever the term is and this was just so crazy because you expect Terry to be like wanting to fuck people over and then he does and you're just like what is happening and then Leo calms down the situation which was so attractive. I loved that he was able to do that and step in and just diffuse the tension. But then suddenly we're back to being all crazy because Brad pushes Terry off a cliff and then we're all like, holy shit, Terry's dead. And in the wake of this, Brad goes fucking crazy and grabs the gun and is pulling it on everyone and like freaking the fuck out. And again, should have known, should have been warned in this instant that if he can snap and go crazy and grab a gun that he's probably not somebody we can trust. Yet, we get him to calm down and trust him anyways, and then realize, now that we have calmed down, that Duke Wilder found this iconic treasure and hid it in a desert. Instead of keeping it, he hid it in a desert. So, we're like, okay, we're gonna try to find this treasure. Obviously, it's gonna be like 15 fucking million dollars. Like, we need to do it. And so there's that realization happening. And then there's the realization of Lily and Leo like circling around each other's orbit again because they've just gone through something fucking insane. And Lily really only feels safe with Leo and with Nicole. But Leo's like a different kind of comfort and safety because he's Leo. And it was just, oh, it was cute and lovely. And then. To go on this crazy treasure hunt, we're like going to this tiny ass town and in this tiny ass town there's a bar and in the bar Leo gets jealous which is not really attractive. I've said it before and I will say it until the cows come home that jealousy is not cute and we need to move on from the bad boy tropes. However, I will forgive Leo this because I love everything else about him. So he gets a little jealous but then... I swear this book is fucking crazy. He (laughs) rips a painting off the wall, which causes a pipe to burst. And then they end up in a car chase and they're getting shot at. And he's gone from like being jealous to ripping a painting off the wall and having this like eureka moment discovery. Then they're in a car chase. So obviously he's probably freaking out a little bit, but he's also calming Willie down. And like those were kind of the moments that I loved the most in their relationship or like when they were leaning on each other and calming each other down because it's so cute and sweet and lovely. Like anytime a character is calming the other one down and they're just like holding them and they know exactly what to say, especially when it's like enemies to lovers or reunited lovers or something where it's like not necessarily a person that they've known 
for forever that would know what to do but they're like coming back into their life and they just suddenly know exactly what to do and are exactly what you need like it's just so cute and lovely and adorable <laughs> that's really what this book is it's a roller coaster of like a calm fun moment to like a crazy spike in adrenaline what the fuck is happening so like we're coming down and we're gonna have a little adorable moment and that adorableness is gonna stretch into a calm moment and then we're gonna go back on the adrenaline spike like that's really what this book is but I I absolutely loved it I was here for every second of it because when we're coming down the calm on the back of the car chase Leo helps Lily with her tent and she's like, I cannot do this again. Like, I cannot have my heart broken by you again. So the next logical course of action, obviously, is to make out with him in the rain and then, like, literally run away from him. Because that makes sense when you can't have your heart broken by someone. <laughs> oh, it's the classic, like, we kiss, but we didn't kiss and we're not going to talk about it kiss. It actually came pretty late into the book, too. I feel like we were a decent way into the book before this happened so you knew the disappointment was coming but you just had to lean into the happiness of it because it had already been so long and I was so starved for some sort of action between the two of them so it started happening you were like yes oh my god it's happening it's lovely it's amazing it's beautiful and then nope but we go back to crazy because Walter busts his ankle and this leads to Walter, Nicole, and Brad turning around. So I was happy, obviously, that Leo and Lily were now the only two. Because you want them to be the only two. Because how else do you get just one sleeping bag if it's not the two of them? But also, Walter didn't deserve that because Walter was so nice and kind and lovely and loving. And I wanted him to be okay and I didn't want him to bust his ankle. But Walter busts his ankle, Leo falls kind of off a cliff, and Lily is bursting into tears thinking that he has died, which I honestly thought he died a little bit there too. Then we're crossing a river, and Lily almost dies, but of course Leo saves her, and he gets to pull the whole I'm never letting you go again line, which so, so, so stupid, but so, so, so good. Like, this book had me in a constant state of, you know, those memes where it's like, oh, what's the format? Oh yeah, like the, I hate cliches, like I'm never gonna fall for a cliche, like they're so stupid. And then it's like, author, he hates everybody in the world but her, me. Oh my god, he hates everybody in the world but her. <laughs> like, those memes are literally how I felt during this entire book because I was falling for all the crazy plot twists, and like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? How are we gonna get out of this? Like, what the fuck is going on? I was falling for all the cliches, like his whole, I'm never letting you go again. So predictable, but so good and lovely. And then, you know, Leo's like, look, I get it, but also don't kiss me if you're gonna regret it. And then there's only one sleeping bag. And so they're cuddling up and she thinks she's dreaming when he admits that he still loves her and she like drifts off for a little bit but I think they both kind of talk in the middle of the night neither of them can really fall asleep so they end up talking and there's really intense dry humping and smuttiness which honestly I feel like this book for what I said 
and the writing about it being not smutty enough, like, there was instances, and I feel like we got more detail than we usually do in Christina Lauren, so maybe they're reverting back to their old self a little bit, because it was kind of fun. I was very happy to see just one sleeping bag. It was a fun twist on the one bed trope, and it was just, it was so fun. Forced proximity is so fun. It sometimes can get a little, like, on the edge if there's, like, outside forces forcing proximity, you know? Like, making people stay in a place or whatever, but, like, snow days forcing proximity, being in the wilderness and only having one dry sleeping bag forcing proximity, like, I'm, I'm good with it usually. So, they have their moment and then they're out searching for our dad's cabin because that's where the next clue is taking them and it starts fucking hailing. So then they find the cabin and they're like so happy to be dry and safe and that they've found this cabin that they celebrate in the only appropriate way, which is by jumping each other's bones for the first time in 10 years. And it was great and I was so happy for them and so excited. And like one thing that I appreciated with this was throughout the entire process of them getting back together, there was no fear of them separating. There was so much going on with the mystery and the treasure and stuff. I was never like, oh yeah, what is going to happen to fuck with their relationship? I was like, no, no, like what is going to happen to fuck with this treasure hunt? So it was really great and I had like no reservations or no fears about them getting back together. I was like, they'll work it out. Like, they have bigger fucking problems, they're gonna be okay. And speaking of those bigger problems, they turn on Terry's satellite phone and realize he had partners, his lost boys. So now it's a race to get to the treasure. And they get to the stump and they decode the clue in the stump, but are trapped by Terry's lost boys who have bound them. And the lost boys steer the journal and tie them up. And while they're doing this, Leo has to tell Lily his call me cowboy story as a distraction which was so idiotic and hilarious and stupid and I I think if I was Lily I would have died of secondhand embarrassment because I was dying of secondhand embarrassment just reading this but it was funny and it actually ends up being okay obviously that they got tied up because they had to go back to the stump because the picture of her dad was a mirror picture So we had to, like, solve the clue in a different way. But this time we get caught by Brad. Because, of course, we have to get caught by Brad. And we end up in a cave and Leo works out the puzzle to be beat you here. And as we're leaving, Nicole shows up with Rangers, which, like, thank God. Nicole was the best. I loved her for it. I was so excited that she was there. I was like, thank God. You're literally saving us all. It's lovely. And, of course... It wasn't actually beat you here. It was look at home. And there's Lily in Morse code on Duke's like little hut in Utah. So that's nice because it shows that the thing was always for Lily, right? That was one of the big things that she was dealing with. This stress of like, is this even for me? Was it actually for me? Did my dad really leave this for me? Like what's going on? But one of the final clues was Lily. So we find it and she's got hella money And two months later, we are back on Wilder Ranch with Leo and Nicole is their neighbor and Walter shows up and Nicole and Walter are kind of a thing and everybody is super adorable and happy 
and it's so, so, so lovely. So, to wrap up this episode, if you can't tell, I absolutely love this book. It was so cute, but also there are so many twists and turns, and I'm such a sucker. Like, my favorite show is Prison Break, which is a show that is known for, like, dramatic, crazy plot twists and turns, so I was totally here for everything that Christina Lauren were doing. I love the character so much and would love a sequel. I feel like I say this about a lot of rom-coms is like you fall so hard for the characters because it's such a character-driven story that then you want more from them. So if Christina Lauren does write another book, I will happily read it. I have a feeling they might write of like extended epilogue for the paperback edition because I just found out that there's an extended epilogue for the paperback of The Soulmate Equation because my friend Emmy is reading that book right now and she read an epilogue that was like 30 pages and I was like, excuse me, my epilogue is like two months later and it's like a couple pages and she's like, no, no, this is two years later. It's like a whole chapter, like you have to read it. So maybe there will be more content in the paperback, in which case I guess I'll have to shell out money for a paperback, but every book Christina Lauren writes is amazing, but I think this one is cracking my top three. So far, the Christina Lauren books I've read are The Unhoneymooners, My Favorite Half-Night Stand, In a Holidays, Soulmate Equation, Something Wilder. I've read a couple of the Beautiful Bastard books, but I don't really count those. I feel like I've read another one. Oh, and I've also read Autobiography. So, I think my top three would be something wilder, top three in no particular order, something wilder, soulmate equation on honeymooners, autobiography maybe makes a play for getting in there, it just kind of depends on the mood I'm in, but this was definitely one of my favorites, I love the craziness, I love the adventure, I love the characters, I love the setting, I had an amazing time reading it, I hope they are writing another, like, we need a release pandemic book because something wilder was amazing so whatever else they do with that like crazy headspace will be amazing too so I am so glad that I got to talk about this book and I can't wait to read another Christina Lauren so yeah I've been Maya Ghosh and this has been my take on something wilder by Christina Lauren thanks for listening so we're kind of a one-woman show here at my take so the credits are not going to be very long this podcast is produced and edited um by me i do all of my own social media the only person i really have to thank is one of my great friends paris who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now so thank you paris and thank you all for listening you can reach me at underscore my take on twitter and instagram and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast that helps a ton so yeah thanks for listening